So welcome to Realities. G and I are back. Hey. Back, back. Did you just throw up a cute sign? <laughs> I, I did. I realized I did. I ain't mean to. My bad. <laughs> and this week we are talking about businesses and marketing those businesses and keeping and sustaining those businesses throughout COVID. Um, of course, we all know we're still in COVID. She ain't going nowhere. Or he. I'm going to call him a he because that Bama. Girls, we don't act like this. We get mad and we, we, we leave. This man ain't leave. trying to go. He, we try to put him out. He don't want to leave. Exactly. It's like a damn scorned boyfriend or something. Yeah, like somebody else just <laughs> go. That's in the White House right now. Just right. Say, go right, with right. him. Take, I was going to say he going to go with him. you, sir. He going to go right with him. <laughs> right. Wherever to whatever island he said he going to. Goodbye. So we have Sharita back with us. And we have Demetra with us as well. Oh, read on mute. <laughs> Sorry. She might have. <laughs> so we're going to talk about, um, like I said, everything business-wise. Um, Sharita from the marketing standpoint, Demetra from owning and starting a business, um, and me and G chime in as far as like starting a podcast, honestly, during COVID, because uh, it was supposed to start years ago, but yeah, about that. Um, <laughs> so first, I definitely want to throw out, I mean, we're recording it on Wednesday. The podcast drops on Friday, but um, I definitely want to say happy Veterans Day. I have a lot of veterans um, in my family, in my network, in my circle, so I definitely wanted to make sure that uh, we send out thank you to those who have served our country, those who continue to serve our country, and those who will serve our country in the future. Um, my daddy was a in the Air Force, and now he just chilling but <laughs> he's in the air force so and of course i have a lot of cousins that joined the military as well so definitely want to say happy Partner veterans life. Day. he is a veteran awesome and uh awesome. i know the struggles of being a military family so we do thank all of our veterans out there for their sacrifices yes indeed so let's start let's start with let's talk about the businesses the so tell us about your business we'll start with Demetrius. tell us about your business, the name of it, what you do, all that good stuff. All right. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Demetra. Um, my business is called DKR Stylings. It is the event planning business. Um, I found that a lot of my family and friends were calling me when they had ideas for parties and they wanted me to put it together for them for free. <laughs> so, <laughs> And, believe, and I, I am a party girl. I like to, I like to throw parties. I like to have people over. I just like to entertain, um, you know, with COVID going on, a lot of people found themselves inside and, you know, sad about the way things were going. And I said, you know, let's, let's celebrate Every, everything that's happening. Let, let's celebrate it. So started the business um, and it's been going fine. I'm, I've had several parties. I, I love the creative aspect of it. You know, you kind of tell me what you want to do. And then I come up with it. Um, last week, a couple of weeks ago for uh, Halloween, my sister wanted to have uh, something for the kids instead of them going to people's houses, um, you know, do trick-or-treating and stuff because we was worried about COVID. We did a movie night in the uh, backyard, decorated oh. everything. And uh, the kids had a ball. The family had a ball. Everybody just kind of hanging out. So 
that was my motivation to just kind of be there um, to help people celebrate and still kind of stay in the right frame of mind going through this COVID. Awesome. So Rita, you are, you have a marketing background. How long have you been in marketing? What's your, what's your background as far as marketing? I've been in marketing as long as I actually can remember. Um, I went to a high school that was um, business based and you had to have a major in high school. My major in high school was marketing. Uh, I graduated high school and started two businesses uh, to, to get myself through college without having a whole bunch of uh, uh, loans, which was also an event planning business. Um, and, you know, I've just been in different aspects of marketing probably for 20 plus years. So, yeah, I'm telling my age a lot right now, but uh, uh, you are nowhere near. I'm now at National Geographic and I do all of their um, digital marketing currently. Awesome. So it's a way bigger stage than I ever would dream of before. I didn't think I would be uh, where I am right now, but yeah, it's been great. But yeah, I do a lot of webinars too, by the way. So I, I can also give you that information f- about digital marketing and email marketing. Awesome. Great. So um, for, for the podcast, we actually started the podcast during COVID. Um, the podcast was actually supposed to, was actually an idea for about two or three years, um, I actually loved to write and had a, have a blog. I still have the blog. I don't write as much as I used to, but um, someone gave me the idea that, well, I had a conversation with the, with the old friend and he was, he has a podcast and he was like, well, think about it. How many people actually read? So it's like, how about you turn your blog into something bigger? And he actually said a blog. And I'm like, well, I'm not the camera person like I'm not gonna pull out my phone every five seconds when something happens and post it on so like that's just not me like I, I don't all of these angles and lights and stuff is nope mm-mm, that's not me so then another friend was like well start a podcast I mean you always have your opinions out there so why not just go ahead and have the podcast so I thought about it and planned it and all of that stuff and then I in in planning it, I said, I don't want to talk to myself. And so I forced Gina, I'll say it, I forced Gina. That's wrong. <laughs> um, my sister actually um, created the um, logo for the podcast. She's really good with that type of being artistic and stuff like that. I said the word right this time, Gina. Uh, <laughs> so she's really good with that. And so she gives that. Um, information or you know give me suggestions and stuff as far as um social media stuff like that so my sister definitely helps in that in that light but um definitely didn't want to talk to nobody by myself and it felt like you know opinions can can vary um and I just made Gina join me so she's been here and you know we had like the podcast um materials created the shirts and stuff and she's like I'm not wearing that it's like oh here's your shirt Got it in your size. <laughs> it's for you. <laughs> and I actually think she probably wear hers more than me because I forget mm-hmm. the big on thing is in there. But that's what um pretty much started started the podcast. And I actually, like Demetra, have that love and passion for event planning. For whatever reason, everybody just thinks that it comes natural. And oh, you know, go to Rayshawn or like. Even like downtown girls' night, they come to GNI for everything. Like y'all gonna plan a girls' night? Like, why we gotta 
do it all. No. Um, and I did think about, you know, a business and doing that, but then I'm like, no, because the creative side of me is not there. <laughs> I would like need somebody else to do this piece because I could plan it, but I'll tell you, like, Demetra, yeah, but the stuff that you create, I can do that. <laughs> so I wouldn't even know where to start. I think so it's, I, it's a couple of different aspects with uh, event planning, though. I did not create any like actual materials. I didn't create bouquets yeah. or anything like that. I did all my um, everything I did was I hired out. Um, oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, if you, I was planning a wedding. It was all vendors. I I just coordinated everything. Um, right. And so there's always different angles of like that. You can make things work for you. I think that's the one thing about starting a business. The business is all you and you make what you want work for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, that type of mindset, if you are great with a cricket and you can whip out those t-shirts and you can whip out those <laughs> pieces, that's what you do. You know, if you're good yeah. at arranging things and getting vendors and doing research and getting people together, you can also do that aspect of the business as well. So I think, you know, there's different ways to, to get in there. And I can say you are amazing with making sure everything is in its place when it's supposed to be in its place because um, I don't think I ever told you, Rish. No, I may have. Um, Sharita did my, she did me and Lenard's wedding. Oh. Nine months pregnant. Now, <laughs> now, now I know she did that engagement party. <laughs> I, did, I did. I did an engagement party. I sure did. Oh, I forgot about that. She did. She did. Yeah, she did the, that engagement. The engagement. That's the not brand, my fault. That's not my fault. Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Mitra, it was gorgeous. However, <laughs> how Samantha? Her, her her husband decided to eat the loaf of bread. It was done. <laughs> So, <laughs> in, in his defense, let me, let me be very fault. clear. It was, it was Sharita all fault. Sharita's fault. It was her because she has, was the bartender. Sharita has a lot of, um, <laughs> she has a lot of things up under her belt, and bartending <laughs> is one of them. Okay. Yes. So she, you know, she's she's big on making drinks and making sure everybody everybody's drink tastes nice. well. Yeah. She's the bartender when we had our Memorial Day cookouts, and yeah. Her actually, her that night it was her and my. I know, yeah. Husband, we were, I drank. We were both hugging the toilet that night. <laughs> it was, it was, it was an experience. I'm you, I, I definitely remember when we got there. She was like, "Where's your cup? Why y'all?" I'm like, "Hold up, man! I didn't even get. Yeah, I was, didn't know was, you. That was a night I to remember, though. We had a good time. I'm we just had that. just walked in the backyard. She was like, "No, what well, we not doing? We're gonna be we here. Not doing party. this thing. Sober up in here. That's what we got. <laughs> oh man, the celebration, yeah. bitches. Exactly. Yeah." Demetra, you just did, we was talking earlier before we um, started recording, you did your daughter's wedding. I it was did. gorgeous. Thank you so much. Um, because there wasn't any places that you could rent because it was COVID mm -hmm. going on, I did it on in my yard, in, mm -hmm. on the side of my house. I got the tents and the tables and the dance floor yeah. and literally threw it together in 30 days. And, and that was the point, that was the turning point for me, Rayshawn, because I said, you know what, if I could throw this wedding together in 30 days, I need to be doing this for a living. Like yeah. I really need to be doing this for other people. And okay, it mama. was beautiful. It turned <laughs> it out beautiful. The weather was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, looking back at the pictures, I was like, you know what, it, it was a beautiful day. She was a it beautiful was. bride and yes. it was a wonderful day. 
and her daughter is her twin, and her sister is her twin. Sometimes when she posts stuff, I'm like, is that Demetri? Which one is it? <laughs> I'm, I got to look at them like, okay, okay, no, that's her daughter. That's her daughter. Just a lot. Like, they're triplets. It's Literally, funny. people say that, and I'm telling you, we all have distinct differences. And I'm like, how do they think we look like triplets? Like, yes, my daughter indeed. is dark skin. My sister was a runner, so she has more body. It's, it's just, it's just interesting yeah. that people always said, and I'm like, they look, just <laughs> like if they can put on the same outfit, do their hair the same, wear the same glasses, and they like literally, you'd be like, I don't know who's here. I'm telling you, you can't tell. They're like Demetra and her daughter is like that that um picture on Facebook where you're like, who's the mom? Like you can't uh, tell. <laughs> you cannot tell at all. That's a compliment, though. It, right? Exactly. I it is, I'm like, oh, I look at the picture. I'm like, wow. But looking at the picture, she posted the pictures of her daughter's wedding, and definitely I wouldn't have never guessed that it was just a 30 day turnaround because the how it looked definitely seemed like it was one of those long-term plans that's, you know, you get, you get engaged and you um, take your year and a half and everything. So it definitely, that, that, if nothing else, then yes, that should have definitely been your, okay, I can definitely do this. Absolutely. It was my turn. How How did you decide to like start in this environment we're in right now? Like, what was that like? driving force like it's COVID it's racial reckoning like it's all this um you know it, it it's always been a passion it's something that I enjoy um and just having family gatherings has always pushed me because I, I just want to see people happy and I just kept seeing you know people are locked up in in their homes and people are sad people are dying you know my mother even had COVID she she you know got through it but it was a scary time for us. And I just wanted to bring more joy. I just did. I, again, my, my daughter's wedding was, was a big deal for me. You know, this is my baby. This is my one and only. And now she's a mother and she's a wife. Um, and I wanted it to be very special for her. And I said, you know, I want to give that joy to whoever, whoever wants it, whoever needs it. I want to, I just want to do it. And that I haven't turned back. (laughs) That's great. That is great. How did you start your plan? So you decide to start the business, you figure out a name. <clears throat> did you decide to go get like a LLC? Did you, so what was that process? Um, I applied for the LLC. Um, it hasn't come in yet, but I'm, you know, I'm waiting on that to come through. Um, I just kind of just put myself out there on social media and say, you know, if you need some help, you need some, just some ideas, even if you don't, you don't want to hire me, then, you know, I could give you some ideas on how to put some things together. I started making um, centerpieces just, just, just to keep myself busy in the house because I was losing my mind in, inside actually. So just started putting, putting things together, selling them on the, on, on the internet and social media has really been my um, driving force, just kind of getting my product out there, getting the pictures out there. And I've been getting a pretty good um, response to it. People have um, been enjoying what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody thinks I'm so good personally in social media. I hate social media personally. I mean, because they because I do that for work. So they just think that all of a sudden I'm just like brilliant at it. You just love it. <laughs> I hate social media. That's the part for me. Anytime I'm like thinking about, oh, maybe I'm ready to be an entrepreneur again. Let's start this business. 
always like, I gotta get to social media though, don't I? You know, and I gotta, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't want to put myself out there. So were you always good at social media? Like you didn't have a problem with it or did you have to like talk yourself out there? No, I, I'm not a fan of social media. I use it to, to promote the business. I can tell you, I am kind of like, the person behind the scene. I'm the creator. I'm the I'm the put together. I'm not really an upfront person. Well, I'm not going to be out grabbing clients. This works better for me because I don't have to be like a salesperson, if you will. Yeah. I can post stuff and then a stranger can say, oh, I like it. Um, you know, what's your cost and all of that stuff. But my sister is much more of the outgoing person that kind of talks to people and, you know, get, get them the you know, come on board or go with her services. So that's why social media works good for me because I don't have to be out front and, you know, like a car salesman or something. That's what I, what I feel. But I do feel like social media is not real. You know, it's, it's not something that I want to, uh, that I put my life on display. This is really just to promote the business. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was going to ask. Like how, from a marketing standpoint, I know you say you don't like uh, social media, Rita, but how can, because I mean, honestly, that's what we have in this day and age. I mean, back in the day, a little flyer on the wall would have did and you know, price, yeah. some knock on the doors type thing. Like you had to be a salesman. Yep. And mm-hmm. I think just coming from, because I'm not, I, I tell people that I'm not a salesperson. I can't sell you a pencil. Like, I can't sell you nothing. I'm horrible at it. But like social media makes things so much easier because if you are that behind the scenes type of person, you can kind of hide behind, you know, that that post and grab the attention of people to, you know, purchase something for your business or listen to the podcast or something like that. Yeah. But like, how do you think using social media would increase, you know, potential buyers or bring on potential buyers or listeners? But how does it can it also cause like be a negative? Yeah, it can definitely be both. I think um well, there's two things with social media. Like one, if you have a product and a product um, is a podcast, a product is your business that you're advertising the services that you're putting out. So you can be a little bit more behind the scenes. They don't necessarily have to even know who's actually the person behind what mm-hmm. you're selling, right? Even with a podcast, they hear your voice and everything, but you don't necessarily have to post a picture of your life with your kids, right? Mm-hmm. They don't really know who you are. So you can hide behind a persona that kind of, you know, shelters you from the crazy, right? Because there's a lot of crazy in social media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you have the flip side. So like the blog, for instance, my blog, my blog is really all about me. There's, I can't hide behind anyone else, right? So the Your blog product. is about me sewing. It's about me putting, you know, doing this. And how do I hide? So the positive of social media is that you can reach a lot of people. Once you know who your people are, like who your audience is, it's mm-hmm. easy to reach them through social media. Yeah. So if, once you know who they are, you can reach them. Because if you reach 10 of your people on social media, those 10 reach 10 more people. It just kind of, you know, spreads like wildfire, right? right? The downside of social media is trolls, to be honest. There are people that have full-time jobs, really, to just troll you for no reason. I put out a blog post about how I, um, how I store my sewing patterns. Okay. So I put this blog post out. I, I 
um, market the blog post on different various <laughs> Facebook platforms that also are related to sewing, right? So I'm going to my people. These are my people, people that sew. I got trolled so bad for just saying, this is how I store <laughs> my sewing patterns. It didn't hurt you. It didn't hurt anybody. But I would get trolled and people were like, no, you don't. There's no way you can re refold your pattern like that and put an envelope. I'm like, yeah, I just did. No, you can't. <laughs> no, there's no way. You're a liar. I mean, so on my blog, I got about 700 hits per day on this. Like, I one, I never thought that I would get that many hits per day just of me posting some binders with some patterns in it, right? But I got 700 hits per day to my what, my blog. Out of those seven hits per day, about 150 of them were trolls. Wow. And so in that's real life, that's just like having people hating on you. <laughs> so you can look at it a couple ways. You're doing good. Yeah. Just you, get, you get a notice you get a notice but if you're not a strong personality after a while that can like weigh on you yeah okay. so do you, I do think, you respond to those to the trollers or so i just i used to i used to <laughs> my partner was like stop responding you gotta just back away you can't respond to them because that's what they want you to do they want you to kind of engage with them but once you don't engage with them anymore, they kind of just like fall off. Um, but the other negative thing that you have to watch out with uh, social media is that you have to keep your promise. So whatever you say you're going to do, you got to follow through with it with social media. If you say, Rayshawn, that I'm posting on Friday mm-hmm. on social media, but you don't post till Monday, you best believe they're going to call you out on that. Mm-hmm. So you have to do it, right? Social media, like they can look back. No, no, no. Remember that post you just posted? Uh (laughs) Oh, oh, no, no, no. What you say in your podcast, Rashawn? I don't agree with that, sister. You know, I've had some people that have posted on some of the podcast posts and I delete their comments. I actually just delete them. A lot of people, I think because the page is public, that also makes it, Oh yeah. Worse because everybody and their mama follows you. So every now and then I go through and I'm like, who, is this a real page? And I'll click on it and see. And if they have like, oh, they only made two posts and they've been on Instagram for eight years. I'm like, nah, I don't need you to follow me. So I'll just like, yeah. Yeah, Cause so basically people, um, so there's a few things in social media. One, there are like illegitimate companies, legitimate, illegitimate companies that will hire people just to produce clicks and likes. Okay. You can buy them yourself. You can go to a company and buy likes. All right. On your social. (laughs) Really? I always thought that though. Like, can't do people buy yeah, people their followers? Yeah, people some of some of the com like you you just had 12 followers and now you have five thousand. Like, wait, how they do that? And so my partner, he bought followers for his like dummy page. He bought followers. Is it expensive? No, you pay per click. It's not expensive at all. And so, like, you know how you can get certified, right? On Instagram. Yeah, you you buy all those. You you have to have so many followers to get certified. So like, you just buy them. You buy them. Wow. And you buy them to do so many follows per day, so it doesn't tip off that it seems like there's just one. You know, 
you just got a whole yep. bunch of followers at one time. But yeah, people yep. buy followers. So like influencers buy followers all the time because the whole point of them selling that product is how many followers they have. Yeah. But are, are the fo- followers real people? Like, for example. No, they're not real people. Okay. Because, like, I mean, I'll go on my social people. media and I'm like, I don't know these people. I never accepted right. their friendship or, you know, their, they wanted to follow. And I didn't accept, like, on my personal page. I'm like, no, where you come from? Well, then you have these other social media accounts that actually are just feature accounts. So what they do is they follow you and then you might actually get a message from them asking them, asking you, can they just repost your posts? They're just feature accounts. So they uh, want to feature other people's posts. Now, I don't need to feature I mean, one way, if they have a lot of followers, because they're just a feature account, that you can gain new followers from that feature account, I would just be worried of who their people are. So like follow their account for a while and see what kind of things they post. But you'll see, like, for instance, you ever um, heard of the Instagram apartment therapy? Mm-mm. So there's an Instagram called Apartment Therapy and they just showcase apartments. But honestly, it's just a feature account and they see that you look do like hashtag home is where the heart is, for instance. They'll okay. look at that hashtag and be like, oh, they have a nice living room. Hey, I love your living room. Can we feature you on Apartment Therapy? <laughs> so they don't do any work at all. They just, fe- they just repost your post. Wow. <laughs> it's, a of, it's a lot of demons in social media. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. So, Demetra, what events, what are, what type of events does DKR Stylings do? Anything. Any um, With the COVID, we've been doing a, a lot of drive-by, um, you know, events. Um, backyard parties, you know, with social distancing, but um, anything. Uh, once we once we get out of COVID, I uh, will be available to do any type of event that um, that people need help with. How are you keeping yourself safe um, when you set up the parties? Uh, mask, if necessary, um, and the people that are that help me set up is family members right now. Um, so, you know, we make sure we we're wearing our mask and staying, you know, the distance. So how has, I know we we're, we have both worked in the hospitality industry and I feel like personally that like being in that industry has helped also with that passion because um, you've gotten to, you know, learn different stuff, being around chefs and being around salespeople who um, are selling events and um, how has the hospitality industry helped you with your business so far? I guess I always say hospitality is is a a, a mind frame. You know, okay. people that people that are in hospitality, um, if you're a genuine person in hospitality, you just want to make sure you're giving the best service. You want to make sure that you are um, making the customer happy. Um, so that's that's been um, just a passion of mine, even outside of hospitality. Even our HR background plays a part in that because H- yeah. HR is you know, we want, we want to help. We want to make sure everybody um, is doing the right thing, going the right way, getting the right training and, you know, kind of staying on task. So that, that's all kind of, um, it goes hand in hand, but I think um, it's just, it's just who I am. Hospitality is just basically who I am. 
You like making people happy. I do. I do. <laughs> I definitely I like, like to see I just like to see the joy. Like I I'm I'm a southern girl. I grew up in New Orleans. So I have a lot of um you know, we have southern charm. We want to be hospitable to people. We want people to feel comfortable and it's a party city. So I love to throw a party. I just like to have oh, a good time. Exactly. Yeah. That's how that you know with event planning, that's how it is with us. Like we're always trying to plan something, doing something. Um I kind of stopped doing stuff at my house. I'm like, mm, it gets to be too much at your house. <laughs> it does get to be too much. I'll tell you, my does. daughter, my daughter's wedding, my husband said, you did a great job. It was amazing. Just don't do it at our house again. <laughs> 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 because it was supposed, it was outside. It was supposed to be an outside wedding. And believe it or not, by the end of the night, folks were in and out of my house. And you know, it's it's COVID. Yeah. It's like, yeah. y'all not, the party's outside. You're not supposed to be inside the house. So you got to clean up before the people come. You got to clean up when the people leave, you know? Yep. So yeah. that, um, that's the only thing. If people could have just stayed outside like they were supposed to, it would have been perfect. But Exactly. Yeah. So Sharita, what, um, as far as marketing, like how, how do you think marketing, and I'll, I'll just say with specifically with Demetra's business, like, any tips that you would have for her as far as how she can um, get people out? Let's start with just social media, like getting people to her page to actually just see her work because she does post her work. Um, and for her business, like she said, it's not just the planning of the event, but she actually basically makes the stuff. Like she makes um, centerpieces and she actually posted about, you know, centerpieces that she's made and how she's made them. Um, I think you said you just got some like wooden crates or something is for an event that she's having this weekend that she's gone yeah. jazz up and stuff. So she's really hands-on with her business. Yeah. Like from a marketing standpoint, like with COVID, I think, you know, right now everybody is kind of bored, but like once all of this lifts and people can go out into the world, like how can she keep her business going? I will, I will, let me add one thing for you respond. I really don't want to, I've been doing the centerpieces, Rachel, just to keep myself busy, just to have, but it's not oh, really okay. what I want to do. Okay. I kind of so just want to do be the core style. Okay. Be a little, uh, yeah. So you want to be a little more hands-off eventually on the decor, like actually making the decor. Yes. Gotcha. So what I would say is um, a lot of people don't start here, but what I would say first is to make an actual marketing communication plan. And if you need help with that, by all means, you can give me a call. Um, mm-hmm. you can go do that. Um, and what the marketing communication plan is going to do, so it's going to define a few things. It's going to one, define who your audience is. It's also going to kind of define you and how you want to appear to the world. I think we don't think enough of how we want people to view us as a company. And so I think looking at how you want someone to view you, right? Like, what's my mission? My mission is to bring elegance. My mission is to maybe be casual. There's a lot of event companies that are way more casual. They don't do like really big black tie things. So identifying that part of who you are, I think you just did one of the things where I, you know what? I don't want to create centerpieces. <laughs> you know what? So one, of, you know, so I know that. No, although I'm, I'm a need one, so. Right, okay, but that's I not, got you, I got you. <laughs> like, I'm like, hold on, wait. But the, the thing is, is that if you don't want to be on that side of the business and you rather um, um, like 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? You rather like work with a partner or 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 uh, outsourced it. Outsourced. That's the uh-huh. word I'm looking for. Thank you, Rayshawn. You rather <laughs> outsource that part of the business. I personally would not uh, advertise that as much. And so, because what happens is if you start your company now, advertising a lot of you can get centerpieces from me, at some point, your core audience becomes, I want to get centerpieces. I want to get a t-shirt. I want to get balloon arches from you. And then it's hard to venture away from that because now you've like actually made your core money off of this thing you really don't want to do. <laughs> And then the passion goes away. (laughs) So what I would say is, even if you make the centerpieces, don't tell people you made it. What I would say is, I would say, look at this centerpiece for a party I'm creating that I designed. You don't necessarily have to make a design. Yeah. Now you made it, but don't nobody have to know that. (laughs) So when you back out that part, it's easy to back out, right? You're also, when you do your pricing for your comp- for you, for those centerpieces, you're going to still put in your time, your energy, just like if you were outsourcing it, you would put in their price in that centerpiece and your price to mark up that centerpiece. You're going to do the same thing right now. So when you go forward and you're outsourcing it, your prices don't seem to change. They're not seeming to like all of a sudden just increase. You're also setting value for yourself and not devalue y- y- yourself because you're doing the work now. It actually should be more expensive now because you're doing the work versus if you outsource it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would say. I would say still post your centerpieces because I'm sure they're gorgeous and lit. Post them. Do not say you made them. Okay. 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 You can say a whole bunch of stuff other than I made this mm-hmm. because it's going to really benefit you down the line that you don't get stuck in making them. Because what happens is you're going to be like, no, but I can outsource it. But no, 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 no. You know how you made that one at that other party? I need you to make that for me. You won't be able to get out of it. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I went to a, um, a craft fair with a, with a girlfriend of mine and I made all of these centerpieces like in a week. She's like, I'd come with me on Saturday and I made all these centerpieces. And then sat at that dog on fair and sold two. I was like, oh, this ain't the move right here. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're gonna do that, I would I would say if you want to just like make some side hustle money with making like a party um accessories, I'm gonna call them. Uh-huh. I would go to Etsy. And that way they don't just make a little Etsy company name. Okay. Those centerpieces, but take that away from the event planning side. Okay. So when okay. you're ready to like dump that, it you can just dump it. You don't have to worry about like it being tied to your company. Okay. That thanks. That's good. That yes, that's good advice because I I felt I was gonna start getting pigeonholed that way, and that's not where I wanted to go. I have a question. When you make centerpieces and decorations and stuff, are you using any tools or like technically like computer apps or anything to do that? So I would actually encourage you to make mock-ups and templates of stuff that you do because you can sell the shit out of that on Etsy. Just telling you, people will be like, oh, you have a file? All I got to do is print it at home? I'll buy it from you. I'm telling you, I buy so many damn sticker files. And like, (laughs) I know so many people that just buy centerpiece files and like all the stuff. You're like, think about that. Um, Okay, okay. Make you a little Etsy company, sell your... um, 
even and even if you wanted to start an Instagram for the Etsy company to sell the centerpieces, that's fine. Do not hook it up with your event company. Okay. Thank you for that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Okay. And it's that I know you don't, you know, getting out of the um not wanting that to be the sole um part of your business, but even just like I guess once COVID lifts or what have you, there's a um business in Clinton. Um, G and I both have gone there um for event, but Soul Girl oh, yeah. Fashion Market. So she has um vendors every Saturday. Is it Saturday and Sunday? I think yes. or is it just so every weekend she has vendors and they are they, the vendors are specifically black mm-hmm. that own small businesses and you pretty much you come there she sets up a table she has a pretty big space and you set up your table and she markets everything she does all of the marketing and people just come and purchase your products or right. um I know she has someone there before they weren't necessarily selling a physical product. They were selling a service, but they had like a small table with their flyers or whatever on there, had some little giveaways or whatever, just to get their name out there because it was a small business. So that that's also um, a good avenue as well. So how can, I know we talked before, Sharita, about social media and marketing our, our businesses or social media. And one thing you did tell me that I definitely remember was, um, on social media, as far, as far as your followers on your business page, that your family and your close friends are not who you want to follow you because you want people who's going to build your business or help to to build your business versus. Yeah, and I, and I know a lot of people feel like, oh, well, my family's family is my first supporter. They're going to be support you anyway, right? Yeah. Um, but I think um, to have them follow your business, one, family can't separate business from love and they want to give you too much input. And I think at some point you just have to cut that part off right now. If they find you organically, that's fine. Don't follow them back. You know, things like that. Um, you do want to follow people on your on your Instagram, but you want to follow the right people on your Instagram. But yeah, I would definitely not have... Um, don't start sending invitations to your Instagram from your Instagram to family members. Like, you know, even if you want to block them, just let her say, Hey, this is kind of a business account, you know, go follow the podcast, right. On the podcast where you listen to podcasts. Uh-huh. Right. Um, but also I'm not following you back because at the end of the day, what you want to see come up in your Instagram are posts about the people that are listening to your podcast because that makes that then at that point you learn about them you're like oh i see all the women on my instagram they follow this same product or they follow this same you know you see another instagrammer that they all kind of commonly follow you you figure out a lot about who your audience is and you can kind of start tailoring that content to them Mm -hmm. it's like you follow them you see what's hot and then you have a podcast about it and then they want to listen to it because at that time is so relevant to what they're following at the moment. Um, I made the mistake. I made the mistake of inviting all of my friends to the business page. And so everything that's on my personal Instagram is on my business Instagram. I'm like, I don't want to see, I don't want to see the same thing. So start unfollowing, start unfollowing um, those people. And, you know, if they get mad about it, be like, it's not personal. This is what I want to do. This is my business, you know, um, cause some people don't understand it, but yeah, do not do that. Yeah. 
<laughs> because you find out real quick, you start saying people that went to get chicken sandwiches and you don't want to see that, you know, it's like, <laughs> on my business page on the, on the other one, it's fine. Right. And then, you right. know what, sometimes don't even tell them you got an Instagram when they find it organically, you know, that's when it's working. When you find something that you see someone follows your page, that's on your personal page and they found it organically, that's a win. Right. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, you know, kind of word of mouth is getting out. Instagram is doing its job with its equations of how they present people their information. So they're starting to present your your page up a little bit more, more recommendations on your page. So, yeah. And you don't want them to recommend your friends. That's the thing. That's why you don't want to follow. (laughs) And you don't want to follow yourself. Don't make that mistake either. Yeah. I didn't do that, which is which is interesting. I did not do that because I thought that in my head, but I wish I'd have thought not asking them all to follow my darn page. Well, yeah, why don't you want to follow yourself though? Because like, you I don't want Instagram to then start suggesting your friends on your oh, business. Okay. Page. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> or suggesting what you're following personally on your business page because they're like, hey, so I'm Rita Bonitas, but my business page is happy me happy. They were like, hey, happy me, happy. Rita Bonita's just follow <laughs> Kid Capri. <laughs> follow. Right. <laughs> you don't want that because what happens is Instagram and Facebook and all these social media platforms have this um, mathematic rhythm, okay? Mm-hmm. They look at what you look at. Soon as you click on something, they jot that shit down, guys. Yeah. And then eventually any everything you see is based on these two things that you clicked on last week yep yeah you don't want to do that to your business page okay you don't want to do it because you want to you want to actually just see the actual people that are like you know consuming your products who are patronizing you and you want to learn about them if you if you do all the right you're not learning about them your family members some of them might pay you some of them might might not but like, you don't want to start having your algorithm be based on your family member's algorithm. And that's what would happen. Right. And I say, that's one thing um, I remembered, you know, as I, and I, for the podcast, I like sent out like, hey, follow the podcast. Or, hey, we have a podcast. This is where it's at. And some people follow, but I didn't follow them back. So mm-hmm. that I remembered that Rita had told us that before. Um, and so I'm very careful with it. So a lot of, um, a lot of what or who I'm following are either geared towards what we are talking about as far as the podcast or other podcasts. Yep. Um, but also, do you think that hashtags matter? And that, let's not make that a hashtag, but. <laughs> you matter. Because um, people put like 2,000 hashtags. How do you pick, how do you pick a good hashtag? I'm sorry. So I, like- had the same hashtags because I can't. It's too much. How People you, hashtag you hashtagging too many things. Let me tell how you, do you how do you pick a, how do you pick a good hashtag or what should you be hashtagging to get the attention? So, okay, so first things first, you should always create a hashtag for your business. Everything you post should have your business hashtag. And the reason being because whoever's following you, if they want to see a collection of what you post. You can go to the search, you search that hashtag and all the things about you come up, okay? Mm -hmm. Two, you want to hashtag your audience. So if you know your audience is over at hashtag, 
I am Kamala Harris, for instance. I hashtag that. <laughs> <laughs> and they they look search by hashtag. So like you might not be searching by hashtag. I search by hashtag all the time. Okay. Because you're trying to find out what you want to find out. If I want to see a dress that someone made from a pattern, I will search the hashtag and I can see everybody that made that dress. Okay. So you want to also hashtag subject matters that your audience follows. And you learn that by your audience, the people that you that are following you. Does that make sense? So you're going to sneak on their pages. You're going to see what they're doing. You're going to see what they're hashtagging. And then you want to actually hashtag that too. So any of your episodes, like your episode was business, you could put hashtag black girl business magic. That's a hashtag. Okay. So like you want to hashtag that because your podcast today is about women, black women starting Mm -hmm. business in the time of COVID hashtag COVID business startup. That's a hashtag. But see, so then I guess my question would be, since there's so many hashtags, how do you, um, like I might hashtag black women rock, mm-hmm. but now it's like 50 million people got black women rock. And then now I add, a, add for example, a number to it, but it's still, um, but maybe like two or three people have that hashtag. Like, does it make a difference? So I know it- what you, it does. So one, when you search a hashtag, what happens when you first search this hashtag is it shows you the hashtag by recent posts. Okay. Okay. And and I want you to do this in practice, right? When in practice, this goes to your IG accounts, Facebook accounts, and search things by hashtag. You want to first look to see how many people have posted with that hashtag. You actually want to use the hashtag if it has a lot of posts. So if you have hashtag I am Kamala Harris, which didn't have a lot of posts, I'm quite surprised on that. Hashtag I am Kamala Harris. If you see 2 million people with that hashtag, that means 2 million people are also looking at that hashtag. Does that make sense? Uh, So 2 million people are actually scrolling through this hashtag. Okay. This is how you find more people. That's your audience. Okay. So you want to see. So when you actually search for a hashtag, it will tell you how many people have posted that hashtag. Cool. Okay. You want that. If you see a hashtag where it's only one or two people, which is going to be your own business hashtag, because most of it is just going to be you until you start getting in popularity, right? When your audience starts talking back to you or like Demetria, when people say hashtag and they'll say your company name because you did this event. So you want to create your hashtag. You want to have that hashtag. You want to put it every damn where people, okay? Put your hashtag everywhere. (laughs) Put it on your profile, put it everywhere. Start using a hashtag. Every time you post something, put that hashtag on there because what you want to do is for that hashtag to catch on. When one of, I mean, like for instance, your photographer, Gina, right? And you go to this photographer like each stage in your life because you had that package, right? Mm-hmm. And they have a hashtag. So when you post that picture, you hashtag them. I found them through your hashtag and I looked through their pictures and now I'm like, huh, they got some great pictures. Let me call them up. You see how the hashtag worked? <laughs> got it. Awesome. So what about um, just branding? Like, what are your thoughts or any of your thoughts about branding? Um, so, like, 
BKR Stylings is a brand. Yes. Realities is a brand. So, yes. you know, at some point, um, you want to make sure that if that's a brand that you're going to continue, you know, for the for the long haul, then you yes. want to, you know, trademark or you know, okay. copyright or whatever. Like, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts so about it's that? To trademark or copyright your brand. So okay. don't worry about that. Okay. okay. Somebody can always bite that shit off and you ain't got the time nor the resources to fight it. So don't worry about trademarking anything. Okay. Got it. Um, the other thing you want to do is you do want a solid brand. I think when I started working for National Geographic, I really like, like figuring how big your brand is and what that means to your company. I, I find I realized the magnitude of that when I started working for them. And so you want to really, it's hard to rebrand yourself, okay? It really is hard to rebrand yourself. And so if you're early on, like you guys are right now, I would say right now is the time to really think whether, like for instance, um, Rayshawn, you have a new, you have a logo. Does that logo speak to what you actually are, okay? Did the colors of that logo speak to who you actually are? Is that logo representing and and just by looking at it someone actually realized what my brand is mm-hmm. and so you want to take a deep deep dive in that because people will know to know you by your brand after yeah. a while your brand exceeds you you're no longer you you're your brand after a while mm-hmm. um there's there's people that if you go on their account every image has the same color scheme mm-hmm. and if you see an image out of place You'd be like, what the hell? Like you, you can't compute that, right? If you, I mean, just think about big brands like Target. If they didn't have that big bullseye, you'd be right. like, that ain't targeted. That, that shit is fake. Like you would literally <laughs> think it's fake. <laughs> right. So your brand will eventually exceed you. I'm going to give you a couple of recommendations. There's a podcast called Business Shit and it's spelled S dot E H dot E dot T shit. <laughs> like sheet but a shit it has it's an acronym it stands for something i can't remember right now but it's great it's by this woman named mimi g you don't even know who mimi g is but mimi g is like you know a multi-millionaire. i'm sorry is she like a stylist or something well she's a fashion person she's a singer yeah she makes her own clothes and her clothes yeah she just started so she had a blog that she just loved fashion And she would just feature fashion and she would feature things she made in her blog. From a blog, she started a YouTube channel. From that, she started a pattern company that she has with Simplicity, which is the biggest pattern company in the world. Okay. From that, she started a sewing, online sewing school. And she just opened up a fabric store, online fabric store. Oh, wow. And she has a podcast and her podcast is brilliant for business brilliant i would highly recommend you look at listen to every single episode you will come out very you know really enriched in a lot of information um things you know i learned a lot of stuff about um about business through her um so i would definitely recommend um listening to her mimi g's business shit anywhere you listen to your podcast you can listen to it look at her youtube channel go on her instagram um and just kind of check her out and how she kind of does this emulate 
find some uh, podcast, Rayshawn, for you and Jamitra. Find a, a, um, a entertainment company on Instagram or Facebook or whatever to follow. Emulation is awesome, right? Mm-hmm. What's working for them? If you find an entertainment company uh, um, that um, an event company on Facebook or Instagram, they got a lot of followers, follow them. Like mm-hmm. look and see what they do. How many times do they post, mm-hmm. right? How are they getting people to like interact with their posts? Because that's another thing. You want someone to talk back to you. Yeah. yeah. So brand is everything. Um, that takes some, some time to really think about it. Um, mm-hmm. and I think you should take the time to do it, right? To really think about how you want to present yourself to the world. Um, and think about that now, because like I said, it's hard. If you, if you, if two years from now you're like i hate realities that name you can't change it two years from now you can let me take that back you can you can but it's really really hard right (laughs) to start started back to to rebrand it and go back out in the world like hey it's still me but it's not me yeah 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 yeah. okay so really think that like if you if you like it uh and, and think about the name like is that catchy can people say it is it easy to to spell mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. i want people to hashtag it like and mm-hmm. but i say don't compromise you don't have to compromise either like if you're saying well it's not easy to read but you know what i only want those super fans and you're willing to compromise like a huge audience to have just a smaller super fan audience i say go with it but mm-hmm. just know those are the trade-offs right right mm-hmm. awesome okay Demetra, one, um, speaking of what uh, Demetra Rita said. Or oh, De- Demetra or Demetria? Demetra. I call her Demetria, but it's Demetra. I just want to make sure I get that right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I've been mind. calling her Demetria forever. <laughs> She's been messing us up. We've been saying I know. That. I kept saying Demetria. Oh, sorry, y'all. It's okay, ladies. It's her okay. name right there. It's like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Demetra. Um, so what Rita was saying as far as like following other companies, one, I mean, other businesses or what have you, one company I would say that you probably would love is Design Cuisine. That was a company that I worked for, uh-huh. but they, um, they're a bit, an event-based business, but they put on some exquisite <laughs> events and the way their business is set up, um, they, they actually like make everything that they do for the for the events, and they they have you know style style uh, the stylers and stuff like nice. that that actual the stylists yes that actually style the events and the salesperson of course sells the event or sells the space or what have you, but they have that person that comes in you know with their Louis Vuittons and all that good stuff that puts on all of the bling and bang and all of that stuff. And so they're, they're pretty cool to actually follow. They um, post a lot of what they events that they've done. Um, And believe it or not, I never even knew it until I worked for them that they do events in union station. So they manage uh, operate all of the stuff in union station and went to an event that they had there before someone actually had, um, it actually was, um, Georgetown University has their, um, not their commencement, but something after their commencement where all of the senior, the graduating seniors come for the little after party. And mm-hmm. that thing don't look like no train station. I'm like, oh, y'all the bomb. <laughs> 
to be That's able nice to face flip it. it it's yeah. gorgeous, it's but when you go in there and you know the front of Union Station, you go into the train station, all of the shops and stuff. Union Station is already a, be- a beautiful, you know, architect architecture yeah. anyway, but going in and you're so used to the look of Union Station to go in there another time and you're like, like, and I'm, I'm just to be real, first thing I said was where the homeless people go? Y'all sent them away? Cause ain't none of them outside. So where y'all put them at? Cause right. the hell. And P- they had another event where it was like all black tie. It was a black tie event and they had like red carpet and lights. And I'm like, what the hell? Go in and I'm like, whoa, buddy, who, yeah. like, who got up there and put that chandelier up there? Yeah, because yeah. there are visitors that do, this is, you know, this is why I was saying how you don't have to be in a grind for to be an event planner. What you have to be is willing to research every company that can do everything that your client might ask them to do. Like, that's, that's what you, sh- as an event planner, just to find the resource. Who can I find to get up on a high-ass ceiling in Union Station to add some lighting? Uh-huh. <laughs> right? And there's companies out there. I mean, look, go to concerts. Go to music concerts. And look at the, the hugeness of a music concert and what yeah. you can create on stage, right? So that's easy. You know what I mean? So as an event planner, finding those resources to connect with people and people like me and you that are just asking of event planning to do thinks it's amazing because you know i can't do that exactly exactly <laughs> i can't red copper the whole damn union stage <laughs> right and i'm telling you like they laid I out love to do it. i would love to try though they know, laid right? out some and then well the, you will then, be able to one day right uh-huh. yeah <laughs> and then they turn around within like a 24-hour period and put it back to normal well yeah. see Rishon, that was the beauty of the convention center yeah, that was, the convention center could go from an army event or a car show to freaking inauguration. Like, yep, amazing, amazing. Overnight, overnight, <laughs> with no overnight. cares or concerns, just make it happen. No, no. make it happen, <laughs> and make yes. sure the employees are there too. Okay. Exactly, make sure they show up. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, that, I, I remember a few times I would have an event, and uh, at that time, um, with the DC was just popping at that time, really. All the restaurants on U Street would turn into clubs yeah. in the night and you can have events there. And I would set up events there. Um, and the way we would like pay for the event hall is by a bar tab. So we would just promise them a certain amount of people that would come yeah. to the event and the bar was open bar. So like that would pay for the event space would be the bar tab. And it was yeah. great for me because they really didn't have any money out of pocket unless we didn't make the bar tab, but I would make sure that happened. Uh, we would, you know, as long as we made the bar tab, I didn't have a problem charging them what I'm worth. I would, I would say that's probably the best advice I would give anyone starting a business in COVID or whatever. Don't just be like, okay, well, it costs, like be realistic. How much per hour do you deserve? Yeah. Right. If you deserve $25 an hour for what you do, charge $25 an hour. And what I I wouldn't even say per hour to the person, I would say, okay, I know it's going to take me 20 hours to do this at $25 an hour. This is how much I'm charging. Yeah. Because the bigger companies are doing it. That's so, what they exactly. Yep. Right. And so like, don't downgrade that. Don't be like, and just dream big. If you're saying, I want to 
And uh, so we just found out another thing, right? Because I, I like have revelations. We found another thing. You don't want to be in the grind and make centerpieces. <laughs> we, <laughs> we also found out you're dreaming big, which is which is awesome. That where I really want to be at is making these huge events. I want to yeah. be at the Union Station, putting the yeah. red carpet in and have the scaffolding with the with the awesome lighting. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes. we know. So that's where we're going. So that's the that's the end point. The end point is we want big accounts. Okay. Yes. So how do we get there? That's how we're going to set up the communication plan. When we get together, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I'm Sounds already good. calling it for you. Okay. <laughs> I like it. So that's what, that's where we want to be at. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, we're just going to dream big. We're also not going to set low prices for ourselves. <laughs> nope. And, and your family and friends pay for your it. Your family and friends. And they got a hard the time paying that. Be like, so you willing to pay a stranger full price and not me? Oh, That's yeah. how you put that. I'm saying the the party on Saturdays is for a family friend, and I I lowballed myself, and she said, "You got to be kidding." She's like, yep. "I'm not giving you That's that. That's a friend. I'm giving you this." And yep. I was like, yep. "You know what? I'm gonna make this thing spectacular." <laughs> don't lowball yourself. I'm telling you, don't yep. do it. Don't do it because they'll pay it. for it. You they know, will. people will pay for what they want, and yeah. I'm I'm real big on. You know, if, if G decides she want to start selling watches or something, I don't need you to give it to me for free because we yeah, friends. No, I, if that's your business, that's your business. Business mm-hmm. is totally different. Absolutely. So, yep. you know, if you're a real friend, you will pay for it. Yep. Now, don't be trying to add on tax and, 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 and all of that stuff. Though. Wait a minute. But <laughs> Actually, you know what? If you think about add it, right, so... <laughs> right. You better tip me, bitch. Which reminds me, I think Brayshawn, oh, Brayshawn, you owe me a tip. Because <laughs> if you think about you pay it. You paying Gina for this shit, huh? <laughs> no, but, I, but, I'm but not my bitch, so, for right. Exactly. We need to work on that. No, no, but see, work on Sh- that. Sharita, Sharita, we gotta get, I gotta get with Sharita. <laughs> right. No, because if you think about it, I don't, I don't say anything because I don't, I don't want my stuff to be as big, but my tutoring is a business. Rachel was doing doing a tutoring part. Um, what was it before sometime before COVID happened? Uh huh. Yeah. And you know, I was like, I I did give her a discount because that's my family, but and I didn't have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of like she when I told her the price, she was just like, okay, cool. That your price is your price. Like, don't don't and then I don't, you know, and I wouldn't have known, like, okay, I gave her a discount, like uh uh, don't. Right. For me, I'm like, don't no damn discounts, G. No, no, it was, it was, what? Don't be giving no damn discounts, girl. <laughs> girl, right, Sean can afford that shit. Charge her at full price. You mean dirt? You mean Daryl get a full price? I'm broke oh, over yeah. here. Charge his ass double. Tax that shit twenty. It's about to after after these after Corona, it's going double. No, but it was. <laughs> so I I never told her that, mm-hmm. and it, you know, like I said, it wasn't. It wasn't like, oh, I need the money. It but was- you felt obligated, right? Yeah. It's- right. But that's what I'm saying. Your mindset, you can't feel obligated just because mm-hmm. somebody's a friend and a family to yeah. discount it. Because at the end of the day, if you gave Rayshawn your absolute price and she wanted to use you as a tutor, you she think Rayshawn's going to be like, nah, bitch. Your friend. <laughs> <laughs> you right. still might have still said that, but she would have still right. paid the money. Right. And, and, and a lot of other tutors are much more like yeah. like double or triple Tutoring is expensive it, it is. is 
It is. I had someone um on the so next door. So we need to go do tutoring business too, Gina. Like you trying to be over there quiet, but like for you real, don't need, because I'm telling you me. that tutoring will be it because at this point, because the kids are all um, everywhere virtual, and I mean, I hate to say this, I have kids, listeners, so don't be trying to drag me in social media for saying what I'm gonna say, but I'm gonna say it anyway. These kids gonna be dumb as hell because oh. they can't. I'm sorry, they're the teachers can't do it. They're, 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 they're not grasping it. They're not. Like, like I'm telling you, my daughter's sitting over there twisting. She didn't pull her beads out of her, off of her plaits. She's sitting there twirling in the chair to the fact that they're going to cheer and lost three of the screws. I'm like, how you, then I ask, do you have, do you have any work? No. Go on her little Google classroom. I'm like, dog, you missed five assignments. That's a whole nother podcast. You should make a whole nother podcast about um, education because I got a lot to say about that. But okay. uh, that's a <laughs> podcast. But no, yeah, it, but we just. Gina should make that. Uh, she definitely needs yeah. to have a, a bigger marketing plan because it's it's a need. I think so. Even outside of our community, with a uh, educator, right. outside of our community, other people put their kids in I, I mean at McKinley no, they school do. they do at, at her school I remember one parent at a at a PTA meeting was like yeah you know my my son goes to tutoring and then I drop him off to school I looked at him like y'all got time for that who doing that it's like oh my nanny does it oh okay well one of those I'm the nanny and the custodian and everything else mm-hmm. but people are paying in the black yeah. community and minority communities, I would say too. And I'm just making a blanket statement here for anybody that's listening that actually decides to tutor their kids. It's a blanket statement. We used to be really focused on education in the Black community, like really focused. Like that was like the main thing. And I think at some point we just like, was like, oh, we, we're here. We don't have to do much more work than this, right? And we just kind of trusted the system a little bit more than um, we should. I think the education system is whack. It's um, not made trying... for it to just be the teachers. It's not made. For no, it's not made for that. It's it's also just blanket statements. We're saying that this group of people supposed to decide how your child is learning. Exactly. And everybody learns differently. And so, you know, I think that's why, Jane, I think tutoring is a great means for you. I think it's really a great opportunity to be like, because kids need some individualized um, instruction right now. Like being on the Zoom calls, especially, I mean, we talked about this. (laughs) My son's a little bit different because we're in Montessori. So Montessori is based on individualized instruction versus instruction um, environment. But um, in regular traditional school environments, it's all about having 20 kids listen to one teacher. Yep. And all those kids are thinking different things. <laughs> yeah. So like Gina, holla at your girl when you're ready. She should. I'm, 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 Even, and now you can do it on the weekends. You ain't doing it. <laughs> and you can do it virtually. So, you ain't got to go to my house. Yeah. So, it's it's, it's talking about my heavily. You better start selling them to the packages. I'm just uh-huh. saying. Cause these kids ain't gonna be able to read. I'm telling you right now. Everybody's still on the first grade level. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, these damn kids—they ain't reading nothing. And if they're, I hate to say it, our community really sucks. We're making sure that af- that after school they continue learning. We're we're, and I'm gonna say we. I mean, I'm not necessarily one of them, but I'm in a community too. We're really bad at that. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's yeah. a need. Every you know, they always want you know somebody else to do the work for them. So. Mm-hmm. 
that's where it comes into play. I, think, like, I, think I mean, it's not just that. But you, you might, I hate to say this, this is going to be real ignorant. I'm going to say it anyway because y'all oh, know I'm gosh. ignorant. You're going to have to accept some food stamps, sis. So I'm going to just let you know that in the main. <laughs> hey, hey, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to let you know that groceries, If it gets my groceries, I, I, I ain't too proud to beg. I, I will help you. Okay, I'll be on here helping Lord JoJo log on if you're going to give me that No, 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 no. Fuck that, Gina. Okay, (laughs) we just, they asked us but I had some PayPal, some Venmo or some shit, okay? I can go with that. That's all I do is cash out. I don't need nobody (laughs) know my stuff. Cash out me. Food stamps work just as well. Just give me your pen. (laughs) And let me go to to Wegmans real quick. (laughs) And pay no light bill, no damn food stamps. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> right well this has been extremely informative we love rita joining us because she knows a whole lot um I'm and rita. so so i want to say thank you thank you demetra i'll say her name correctly just for you guys <laughs> it's been thank a you, pleasure thank ladies you. thank thank you for having me i've enjoyed it yes indeed um demetra what is your business um instagram so that our listeners can follow you and we can hashtag the you know next couple of posts leading up to the podcast dropping hashtag. <laughs> it's, uh, at they, they can't do enough. DKR underscore stylings. Awesome. I'm a teacher. <laughs> and of course, Rita, drop your IG handle. So because I am pretty sure that other businesses are going to want this marketing and communications plan. <laughs> right. But, me, but, me but we're, the three of us are in line first, so they have to wait. Yeah, yeah. You Let can follow me at a couple different places. I at <laughs> Rita Bonitas, if you just want some, you know. My Rita May. Riff Raff. Um, I'm, at so, I'm at So Rita May. Sound just the way it's spelled or spelled just the way it sounds. <laughs> and I'm also at Happy Meet Happy. So all on Instagram. Oh, and Facebook, by the way. Awesome. And so, of course, listeners, make sure that you download and listen to the podcast. Um, I had a couple people, some older folks, that was like, I downloaded it, but nothing happened. Like, you got to press play. You got to press play, babe. Press play. Press play, (laughs) pumpkin. (laughs) Like, Lord have mercy. Had to just do it for them. Like, let me just put it on your phone. But definitely download and listen to the podcast. Um, podcasts have been very, very informative um, the last couple of weeks. I mean, all of them have been fun and informative, but for the last couple of weeks, there have been some really, really good ones. Um, yes. I actually was listening back and listening back again. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I think I missed that part. I don't remember us talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been very, very informative. Um, our guests that we have had have been um, amazing um, to learn from as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, of course, the podcast on IG is at Realities, and that's R-A-I-A-L-I-T-I-E-S. And no, I'm not changing my brand or my lettuce. It's going to be how it is. My mama name, spelled my name that way. <laughs> my mama did that. We'll see. No, just spell, Lame my mama. <laughs> but again, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we will talk to y'all later.